Hey, Dada, does gas cost more with a credit card? That's a good question. This is the Understand Life Podcast. I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today we have... Malka Neiman. And... Melissa Neiman. And today we are going to be talking about credit cards and how they work, especially from the business owner side, though we'll get into the consumer side a little bit as well. So let's go. Malachi, you asked about gas being more expensive with a credit card. Why did you ask that? Well, at some gas stations, I've seen where it gives a cash price and then a different price and says credit. I'm asking about what that's all about. Great observation. It did not used to be this way, but about a decade or so ago, some gas stations started charging a fee to their customers in order to use a credit card when buying gas. They do this by advertising a price for gas, but that is only the cash price, and then they also advertise a different price for if you're using a credit card. Right. That's what I've seen. The short answer to your question is... Yes. Yes. We hope you learned something this no, 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 no. I don't understand, though. Why is it more expensive to pay with a credit card? Nope, that's a whole different question for another podcast. No, we're, we're going to cover that on this podcast as well. To understand credit cards completely, let's go back in time to 1949. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Sure, I guess. Okay, then here we go! Okay, here we are in a 1949 supermarket. Look at where people are checking out. How are they paying? With a cash register. Yep, with the cash register. So that means what are they using to pay? Cash? Exactly. For the most part, there was a rather significant amount of purchases made with a cash equivalent. Any guesses on what that was? Uh, a check, I guess? Yep, correct. Check usage doubled from the Roaring Twenties to 1950, but it was still relatively low compared to cash transactions. There was also a fair amount of credit being offered, but at this time... And well before this, that credit was offered by the store itself. Essentially, if you would go to the grocery store, you may form a relationship with the store owner, and then he may offer for you to be able to buy things on credit, and you have to pay him back later when you had the money. This was especially true in rural and agricultural areas where farmers would pay for things on credit, and then when the crops came in, then they would pay everyone back, either with crops or money from the sale of those crops. No credit cards? Nope. Not in 1949. The first generic credit card was not available until 1950. It was offered by the Diners Club. Was that a bunch of diners? I think it primarily targeted restaurants originally, but then it quickly expanded to other businesses as well. But if they were able to offer generic credit cards, how would that work if stores were only using cash before that? Okay, you got me. I left out a piece of the puzzle. Back in the 1920s, remember we've talked about the Roaring Twenties? Why were they called that again? Because there was so much prosperity? Yes. There was a lot of prosperity brought on in the 1920s. Because the economy was so good, most businesses felt that they were secure in offering credit to customers. So at this time, large companies started to emerge and take over smaller mom-and-pop type stores. And these large firms wanted to have an easy and convenient way to keep track of the credit they offered their customers across all of their locations. These chain stores, such as the Ritz-Carlton Hotel or the Sears Department Store, started issuing cards to their customers, which could be used at any of the branches during the 1920s and beyond. And then hit the Great Depression. Yes, exactly. And during the Great Depression, the issuance of credit became much more limited. 
Many of those stores, though, did not remove the ability to take credit cards. It was not using the magnetic strip that we are used to today, but there were mechanisms for them to utilize those cards in order to keep track of the amount of credit that people had. By 1950, the Depression was well behind us as a country, and companies were offering credit again. But there was still an understanding that offering credit did have its risks to the business that offered it, because the Depression was not that far behind us. In comes the Diner Club in 1950. And then, to a greater extent, American Express in 1958. These companies offered a generic credit to consumers, which could be used anywhere it was accepted. But the smart thing that both of them did was not to get paid by the consumer, but rather by the business. How'd they do that? The pitch went something like this. You, business owner. Me? Business owner? Pretend you're a business owner. Okay. I'm American Express. I come in and say, you know that these two things are true. Number one, customers are more likely to buy something from you if you offer them credit than if you require cash payment now. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Number two, you'd rather have that cash now than hopefully get paid from them later. Do you agree with that? Yes. Great. Therefore, all you have to do is pay us a little bit of the value of that credit now, and we'll take over the credit that you offered your customers and pay you cash for their debt now. And then when they pay the debt back, it goes to us. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you were a business owner, would you take that deal? Would you rather have $100,000 or even a million dollars in what's called accounts receivable, which means essentially credit that you've offered to your customers? Or would you rather get 95% of that amount in cash today? What would you do? The first one. You'd keep the credit? Yes. Okay. What about you, Malachi? The second one. You'd take the cash? Yeah. Many businesses felt the same way, but not all of them. Because it depends, right? What do you think it might depend on? Well, for starters, they might need the cash right now to actually pay for their products. Yeah, correct. They might not be able to buy more product to put on the shelf. Until they have the money. Until they got the cash. That's correct. What other reasons might there be to want one or the other? I don't know. Any other thoughts? Nope. That's the main reason that you gave that businesses want the cash now. The main reason that they would keep the credit is because they don't want to pay that fee, which at that time was usually in the 4 to 7% range, depending on the business. So we'll just say about 5%. If you had $100,000 in receivables, it was going to cost $5,000 to get the cash now. Some businesses that had plenty of cash said, no, we'll just keep the account receivable. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Sometimes businesses had customers that generally paid, and they paid within a relatively short period of time, and so then that worked out great, and they just kept the account receivables. But over time, most businesses figured out that it would end up being cheaper and easier for them to pay another company to do their credit offering than to have to do everything themselves. Does that make sense? Why do you think that might be? Why, Why else do you think that might be? Well, because then they won't have to pay the fees. Yeah, exactly. There's always costs associated with that collection. But at that time, like I said, the fee was usually 4 to 7%, which is pretty high. And some businesses had gotten good enough at the collection process themselves that they did not find it worth their while to pay that much to another company. But that has changed by now. Why? What do you think might have changed from 1950 to now? There's not as much percentage that they have to pay to the credit card places. Yeah, the credit card processors. Yeah. Those fees have declined over time. That's a great guess. Any other guesses? Nope. Okay, there are two main reasons, and the first is that there has been an increase in regulations. 
The government, especially the federal government, more so than most state or local governments, have put more and more regulations on the credit industry. These regulations increase the cost to offering credit, partly because you need to have a department that keeps changing how they do credit collections. So many small companies that were offering credit to their customers found it harder and more expensive to offer credit and still follow all of those regulations. Secondly, the credit card companies became very large and consolidated. And this caused two things to happen. The first is the one that you said, Alyssa. The fees for businesses, which are now called interchange fees, came down. In 1950, the lowest percentage a business would pay to accept a credit card was 4%. Now, nobody pays 4%, though 3.5% is still relatively common. There are a lot of businesses that can negotiate a lower rate than that. Back in the 1990s, during the credit card wars, the highest fees got down to only about 2%. And it was during this time that most businesses that had not already converted to accepting credit cards moved to doing so. This, in turn, caused consumers to come to expect businesses to take major credit cards, right? Everywhere I go, I expect a business to take MasterCard, Visa, probably American Express, and most likely Discover, although that one's a little bit more of a hit or miss. Once consumers expect a business to take a credit card, then what happens when a business doesn't do that? People are disappointed. Yes, people are disappointed. And when someone is disappointed with a business, what do they end up often doing? Writing a bad review. Maybe, or just personally. Not going back. Yes, not going back. They don't go there as much or at all. So in the 1990s, when businesses started to feel like they really didn't have a choice about whether or not they took credit cards, they started pushing for something else. Any guess what businesses might push for has something to do with your original question? They started making the price higher. Yes, they wanted to charge a fee. Mm -hmm. That was a battle that businesses started to fight once they felt like they had to have credit cards and they had to pay this interchange fee to have credit cards, they felt like they should be able to charge customers a fee to have that convenience. Does that make sense? Sure. That fight took a long time to win, but it mostly happened in 2010 and then completely in 2013. Prior to 2010, the agreement from Visa, MasterCard, and pretty much all the major credit card companies before was that the price to the customer had to be the same whether they used a credit card or not. But in 2010, the federal government passed the Dodd-Frank Act. And in that act, there was something called the Durbin Amendment. And that amendment did a lot of things when it comes to paying with a card. First, it became federally legal for all merchants in the U.S. to give a discount for paying cash. This meant that it was still against the rules to charge a fee for a credit card. But since most people pay with either cash or a credit card, it was effectively the same thing. The difference was around people that wanted to pay for a check, right? So at that time, it was one price. And then if you wanted to offer a discount for cash, you could do that. That was the rule in 2010. In 2013, things got changed with the credit card processors, and it's now allowed to actually charge a fee for credit card use. But that same Durbin Amendment that I mentioned actually made it illegal, federally illegal, to charge a fee for debit cards. It also limited the fees, the interchange fees that could be charged for debit cards. This restriction is a big part of the reason why fees on credit cards have gone up since 2010. Does that make sense? Why would you think? You have a processor who's charging a fee to a business for both credit and debit. Mm-hmm. Now, what did I say the federal government did? They the, said you can't charge for debit. The customer can't charge for debit, but the, yeah. the processor, they charge a fee to the customer. What did the federal government say about those fees for credit and debit? They were fine. They were fine, yeah, but specifically, did you hear what I said? They limited the amount that the debit fee could be. But they didn't limit what the credit fee could be. So if you're a business, you charge two different fees, 
potentially. The federal government says you have to take this one and make it lower. What are you likely to do to the other one? Make it higher. Yeah. Why? Because you want to make the same amount of money. Yeah. You still need the same amount of income to do the job you've been doing, right? That is what ended up happening. And now, as mentioned, credit card fees on average are higher than they were back at that time. Okay. So that was a lot of details. But now, based on what I said, what are the possible prices a business, like a gas station, allowed to charge in regards to price discrimination based on payment method? They can charge an extra fee for credit cards, but not debit cards. And they can offer a discount for cash. That's correct. So essentially, there is a market price for the good. The business can offer a discount from this price for a cash payment. Or they can charge a fee on top of this for a credit card payment. Or they can do both. There are limits as to what the credit card fee is that they can charge. There is not a limit on the discount that they can give for cash. There are limits on the credit card fee that they can charge, essentially so that they don't make a profit on that credit card fee. It's only to cover their own costs. Makes sense. But that main cost, the original cost, is what they have to charge for what? Both debit and credit. No. Cash. No. Credit card. No. There's one other way to pay that involves a signature. Check. Yes. I knew what it was. So debit prices and check prices have to be the same per that Durbin Amendment. Before we go, let's talk about what this means from a consumer standpoint. Do we have to? Let's go with yes. <laughs> What's the takeaway in your mind from the consumer's perspective? Uh, don't use a credit card? Yeah, maybe. I'd say paying cash. Yeah, I can see that. But let's add some nuance. So we just said that businesses are allowed to charge a fee for credit or give a discount for cash. But do most of them do that? No. 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 Some do, especially gas stations have become more and more common for them to do something where they do one of those two. But a lot of businesses don't do either of those. No. Right? I don't think we've talked extensively about credit cards on this podcast. So I'll ask you this. Do you know that many credit cards give rewards to the people using it when I buy something? Like speedy rewards. Kind of like speedy rewards. That's a specific gas station reward card. But I'm referring to when I use an actual credit card, I get a reward from that. Did you know that? Really? I can get paid to buy things? Yeah, but don't take things to the extreme. That doesn't mean that I can actually buy more stuff. No. I mean, you can use the money to buy more stuff, which I assume you will do. Yes, but it's best to think of it more like a discount as opposed to a reward for buying things. It makes the thing you bought a little less expensive. Yeah. I have a card that gives me 2% cash back on everything that I buy, but I have another card which specifically gives me 4% cash back at gas stations. So if the price is the same at a gas station, no matter what I use to pay for it, what's the best choice? To pay with the card, that will give you the most cash back. Exactly. So that's what I generally do. I have multiple cards for different reasons. One for gas, one for grocery, and one for everything else. That's me. Mama said that it's too complicated for her. She just wants a single card for everything. Yes, she does. Yeah. When we're out together, I pay for things with the best card, gives us the most cash back, or I tell her which one to use. And then when she's out by herself, then she has a card that gives her the most total rewards based on her general purchasing tendencies that I've told her which one to use in general. Does that make sense? Yeah. As mentioned, this is assuming that a business does not charge a fee. But what if a gas station does charge a fee? How much of a fee have you kind of seen out there when we've been driving around? The different price between cash and credit. I don't know. It's not like I keep track of each of them and figure out the mean. Well, every gas station gets to do their own thing, but what I've usually seen is that the station charges an extra 10 cents per gallon for paying with a credit card. Suppose a station does that with a gas price of $2.50. What percent more are they charging for using a credit card? 
4%. Yes, 4%. And I told you that I have a credit card that gives me what percent cash back on gas stations? It was 4%. Yes. So if you get charged 4% more, but you also get 4% cash back on that purchase, does it matter whether you pay with cash or a credit card? Good question. I would say that I would rather use the credit card and pay at the pump than have to go in and pay with cash. But from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make any difference, right? It's essentially the same price in that case. Yeah. But what if the price was lower than that and they were charging 10 cents still? Then which one should I do? Cash or credit? Credit. Cash. Cash. (laughs) Final answer. (laughs) Yes, cash. That's correct. If the price is lower, but they're still charging 10 cents, then that means the percentage is... Higher. Yeah. So if they're charging higher than 4% and I only get 4%, then... I'd rather pay with cash. Yeah. But what if the price is over 250? Right now, gas prices are over 250. That means you should use credit card. Always. Because you'll get 4% back and you won't have to pay 4%. Yeah. Even if I have to pay 10 cents, if it's more than 250, then that means the percentage is under 4%. Yeah. And I'll get more cash back with my 4% card, right? Yeah. Of course, some of our listeners don't have a card with 4% cash back at gas stations. And that would mean they'd have to figure out for themselves what the price level is where their cash back makes it a better choice to do credit cards. But let's help them out just a little bit. The most likely options are they're either getting one, two, three, or four percent back at a gas station. There could be some card out there that has like 1.25% or whatever. But let's just go with the basic percentages. Again, let's suppose that the gas station is charging 10 cents more per gallon. What would the price per gallon have to be for it to be equal? For cash or credit if they were getting 1% cash back? I don't know. Okay, so remember, 1% of $1 is $0.01. One cent. Cent. So if 1% cash back has to equal $0.10, cents, then how much would the price have to be? $10. Yes. Hopefully nobody's paying $10 a gallon right now in the Hopefully. U.S. So if you get 1% cash back on your card, you, whoever listener you are. Get $0.10. Cents then should they be paying with cash or credit, generally speaking? Cash. Yes. If there's a charge for credit, they should just pay with cash, right? Yes. What if it was 2% cash back on their card? And what's the price? If they're paying more than that, they should use credit. And if they're paying less than that, they should use cash. $5. Yes, $5 if it's 2%. And what about 3%? $2. Nope. $5. $4. Nope, nope. $2.50. $2.50 was 4%. $3.50. Three and a third. 3.33 would be 3%. Where 3% of that is 10 cents. Yes. Right? Yes. That's assuming you are comparing a cash price to that of a credit price and that you get the cash back, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Debit cards don't usually have as good of rewards as credit cards do, but sometimes they do have some sort of reward like 1% on everything. In that case, you have to find out if the gas station or other business is charging an extra fee for credit or giving a discount for cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that changes what price you're paying for using a debit card. Yep. If they're charging a fee for credit, then the price for debit will be what? Nothing. Well, I hope it's not nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Then you should use the debit card. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) You're just giving away free gas. Yeah, use the debit card. (laughs) No, it means like less than credit card. Yeah, it would be the same as the... Cash. Right. In which case... You can use the debit card or the cash. Yeah, but most people will probably find which one to be more convenient. Debit card instead of cash. Yes. But if they're giving a discount for cash, then that means the debit price will be the same as the what? Credit. Yes. In which case, usually you can get a better cash back on your... Credit. Usually. Yeah. So if the debit price is the same as the cash price and you get any amount of cash back, 
you might want to use your debit card, sure. right, over cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if it's the same price as the credit price, then you would probably want to use your credit card over your debit card because you'll probably get more cash back there, right? Huh. Then you're back into where you were before, which is determining if the credit card price is better than the cash price. Mm-hmm. If the debit price is the same as the cash price, but you can get a cash back from your debit card or your credit card to figure out whether it's better to use debit or credit depends on what the difference in the cash back amount is. Yeah. Like if you get 1% cash back on your debit card, but 3% on a credit card, then you would be using 2% for your calculations. The difference between the two. Yeah. In which case, what would the price for gas have to be if it's 2% cash back? $5. That's right. Okay. Good. Did we do enough math? Okay, great. So let's review. What did we learn today? We learned that it actually costs gas stations money to take either debit or credit cards, but it takes more money to take credit cards, but less money to take debit cards. And that the gas station can give a discount for cash or charge a fee for using credit. Either way, it would be more expensive to use a credit card to buy a gas than paying cash. Not all gas stations charge more. Do most merchants do that? No. But some do, especially gas stations, right? Yeah. Yep. So even if they charge a fee, does that mean that I should pay with cash? No. Why not? A lot of charge cards give a reward, so it really depends on the station. Yeah. So depending on exactly how the math works out, it may or may not be better to use a credit card, even if they're charging a fee. Hope you learned something today, because the more you know, the the more more you grow. Malachi, Alyssa, and Leonard, out. Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it. And telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash understand life. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for your support. (laughs) Also, if you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to our old website, which is leonardneiman.com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there and we'll let you know other ways to listen to. Then here we... Go! You're not going to do it with me? No. (laughs) Okay, fine. Remember we talked about the Roaring Twenties? Why were they called that again? Because they were roaring. Thanks. What do you think it might depend on? Malachi question mark? Malachi or Alyssa? To pay with the card that will give you the most cash cash back. Do you want to say that again? Cash back. Say the whole thing. The whole thing. What percent more are they charging for using a credit card? Two and a half cents. No, I said it's 10 cents. And <laughs> that wasn't even, like, the question was what percent? <laughs> Two and a half cents is not a percent. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> you jumped the gun. <laughs> that was later down. Is that what you were doing? Okay. Do you guys know? Does that cover it? Is that what we talked about today? 
You tell me. A- anything else that we covered today? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Understand why. Boom, 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 bo